0: And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Lamar. Who's that
1: strange looking man, thank you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. I Sam,
2: sweetheart.
0: I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger.
3: This is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy
4: habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys! 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 Fellas, did we could listen to the radio or something?
5: Hello everyone, I'm Carl Amari and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, Joel McRae stars as Ranger Jace Pearson on Tales of the Texas Rangers. Then, Robert Young stars as Jim Anderson on Part 1 of Father Knows Best from 1950. But first, let me say hello to my co-host... Lisa Wolf, what's up, Lisa? Hi, Kara. How are you? Great. What's happening in Hollywood? Well, we've got uh, the Grammys uh, in the. Uh, I've heard of those. You've heard of the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um Their relationship with CBS uh, will continue. They've uh, signed a deal to continue broadcasting the award show through 2026. Right. Which sets right. You knew this? No. Oh, I didn't think so. Uh, this will set a new record as the longest continuing award show network partnership at 54 years, which is. Wow really incredible. Um, This is just behind the Oscars, uh, which is currently on ABC. The Grammys regularly ranks as the second highest rated TV award show. Right. It's working. Why give it up, right? Exactly. So uh, we can look forward to the 2017 Grammys, February 12th on Sunday, which airs live from the Staples Center in L.A. Very nice. Thank you, Lisa. Sure. All right. Time for our first classic radio show. It's a modern Western Called Tales of the Texas Rangers. It stars Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson, and this episode is called Clean Up. Let's go back to September 30th, 1950 for part one of Tales of the Texas Rangers.
6: Presenting Joel McRae as Jace Pearson in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tales of the Texas Rangers, authentic stories from their official files. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles and 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. Now, from the files of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight, clean up.
7: Several years ago, the town of Kilman, Texas, boasted a population of slightly under 3,000 inhabitants. Until a wildcat gusher started a fabulous new oil boom. In a matter of months, the population rose to 12,000 as drillers, roughnecks, and other field personnel poured in. And behind them, like vultures, came the horde of racketeers, gamblers, and grifters. But even organized vice was not profitable enough for the boss of the crime syndicate, Frankie Gennaro. Gennaro started to move in on the oil business itself.
8: Yeah, sure, Paul is alone, Stetson? Yeah, Frankie.
7: In the shack with a light.
8: What have we been getting
7: from him? Herb's got the
6: figures. Yeah, he's got uh, four wells in production. We've been getting 200 barrels a day. So what's
8: his beef? He's still getting 20. He choked the wells down. Says he won't pay off anymore. Yeah, we'll see about that better come in too, Herb. Yeah, okay, Frank. Don't knock open it. Hey, what's the idea of busting in here? No idea, Paul. I hear you've had some kind of a misunderstanding with my boys. There's no misunderstanding, Gennaro. You're just not getting any more oil from my wells. I'm not taking any more threats from you or your tin horn friends. Watch what you're saying, Paul. I'll say what I want. I'll not only say it to you, I'll say it to the law. Your mouth's got a loose trigger, Paolo. shoots off to ease. Right, get out! Get out of here before I bend this pipe wrench over your head! Take him, sir! Uh, uh, let, let go him. of me! Oh. Grab him, Frankie. Let me go! He's got a knife! Let him have it, Herb! Uh,
7: <laughs> He clipped me with that
8: wrench. Well, he won't do it again, such. This will teach the other operators not to get smart. Come on, Herb. Yeah?
7: Let's get out of here. The death of Joe Powell sealed the lips of other frightened oil operators. And they said nothing as Frankie Gennaro continued to exact tribute from the smaller private companies. But Powell's murder aroused special interest of the Texas Rangers. Captain Stinson sent for Ranger Jace Pearson. You know what's been happening in Kilman since the oil boom started, Jace? Yeah, I've heard. I've got Rangers
3: in the town, of course. Good men. But they're too well known. We're being blocked all the way by people who won't talk or who are afraid to talk. I've never worked the Kilman district. I'm not known there. Well, that's why I sent for you. I want Kilman cleaned up. Starting with Joe Powell's murder.
2: But a man wearing a badge won't stand a chance. You want me to work without one? That's right, Jace. But not alone. We got a new man just transferred into the company. Steve Clark. You can
3: work together. Good. You better brief me on the power man. Well, all we've got is in the next room. Let me have a look. I uh, hear some photographs taken at the murder scene. Hmm. Stabbed in the back. A belt and shirt twisted, though. Powell must have put up a fight before he went down. He fought all right. Look at this wrench. Yeah. He had blood stains and a few matted hairs on it. Is this the same wrench that was next to the body in the photos? The same one. Powell must have hit somebody with it before he was killed, then. It looks that way. That means two or more men ganged up on him. He dropped one with a wrench and then the other one stabbed him. That's the way I see it. Yeah, blood on the wrench been typed? Yeah. Here's a report from the lab at Austin. Type O, huh? Brown hair, Caucasian male. Micrometer measurements are there, too. And that's all we've got, Jace. How about a list of undesirables hanging out in Kilman? Oh, yeah, I got that, too.
2: Uh, here. Mostly petty crooks, gamblers, and muscle men. Our boys run a few out and
3: new ones come in. There must be one man at the top, though.
2: Usually is, but which one?
3: Well, a few possibilities on your list here. This one, uh, Stutz Tracy? No, no, he's not big enough to be given the orders. Does he know you by sight? No, I just know a few of these names by reputation and photos. Now here's another bad one. Herb Enfield. Yeah, I heard about him, too. plenty. Supposed to be a real vinegaron. He's tougher than the back end of a shooting gallery. Yeah, and well, he's not smart enough to cover up for himself. The only other possible boss I can see is this one, Frankie Gennaro. Uh-huh. Got lots of arrests and a couple of indictments. No convictions. On the surface, his record's clean. He always has an alibi, and it always stands up. Well, I guess I better get started.
2: Right. We'll go over to the barracks and I'll introduce you to Steve Clark. You'll want to change your
3: clothes anyhow. Yeah. The first job is to locate key men. When we find out who's making the wheels turn, we can put our badges on again and move in with a force. Well, the whole company will be standing by. You better warn the rangers in town not to let on they know me. Well, they've been warned. You'll be treated just like a stranger. You have anything to
2: report, contact me directly. But be careful. And you better leave your car outside the town and just meander in on horses. Cowpokes? Yeah, just a couple of wandering
3: cowpokes. I met Steve Clark. We dressed like a couple of cowpokes and and parked our car outside of Kilman. It was almost midnight when we rode in town was sprawled all over the map, dotted with trailers and food shacks thrown together from tin and old packing crates. Despite the hour, everything was going full blast. It sure is get booming, Jase. Yeah. The hotel down a ways looks especially lively. Bet that isn't legal liquor they're taking on around here.
8: Yeah, I bet there isn't much of anything here that
4: is legal.
3: A bunch of oil trucks coming through. You better get out of the way. Get over, Charcoal. Come on, oh,
4: boy. Over, boy, mm-hmm. over seems to me that it's kind of
3: late for them to be hauling oil. It ought to be a daytime operation. might be a shortage of trucks, Gage. Everything has to be hauled. No pipelines to the refineries yet. You think it might be hot oil? Maybe. We don't know why Joe Powell was killed, but if somebody had been stealing his oil and Powell found out about it, we'd have a pretty good motive. Yeah. If those trucks are hauling stolen oil, they're being pretty open about it. Oh, oh, boy. Now, listen to that pretty open about everything around here. Boy, you talk too much. Come on, Clark. Let's get us a room. I want to call the captain and find out about these night-riding trucks. Any plan we had about staying at the hotel was cut short by the desk clerk. There wasn't a room available in the town. We hung around for about an hour before we found a rancher who told us we could bunk down in the loft of his barn outside of the town. Cleaning that mess-up isn't going to be easy, Jason. Yeah, it's going to be even tougher than it looks, Clark. Notice what happened when the sheriff and one of the rangers they know walked in? Yeah, and all the gambling stopped five minutes before they got there and all the liquor disappeared. Whoever's running that place knew they were coming. No wonder our men haven't been able to get any place. We could have stopped that place from operating, Chase. We saw what was going on. That yeah, wouldn't do any good to show a badge and shut down one spot. We gotta shut them all. But first, we gotta hook them all together. Yeah, gets you right. Hey, look over there. Roadside phone booth by that gas station. Are you still gonna call Captain Stinson? Yeah, it's a good spot. The station's closed. I'll take the horses back off the road and wait. Yes. got through to Captain Stinson at his home, but what he had to say about the trucks wasn't encouraging. Yes, Jeez, we've had reports on the trucks. They run every night. Have our men ever stopped any of them? Yes,
2: but they seem to be all right, Jase. They have receipts for everything they're carrying, and the trucks are properly
3: licensed. I still can't see why they're running at night. Neither can I, but there's no law against it. Hasn't the commission set a limit on the number of barrels each well can pump in a day? Yes, each well is allowed 300 barrels a day, as long as the present pressure holds. Have the operators been accounting for that much oil each day? Yes,
2: the commission keeps a careful check. Operators report production of 300 a day. The trucking company receipts show haulage of 300 a day. And the figures at the refineries tally, too. It's a three-way check,
3: Jase.
2: I don't see how they could beat it.
3: I'm still convinced that Powell's death has something to do with hot oil.
2: Well, I can't help you there, Jase. It's all in your lap.
3: I'm hoping to match the hair the lab found on that wrench Powell used. But I need a motive to narrow down the field. (laughs) 12,000 people in town make a lot of suspects.
2: Well, do the best you can.
3: I will. I'm sending you a list of names. Men we spotted running gambling games and selling liquor at the hotel. We'll have to let them run for a while. Till we move in with a big broom.
2: We'll raise dust whenever you're ready.
3: For three days, I left Steve Clark wandering around town, spotting the rackets, while I rode through the oil field at night, striking up casual conversations with the pumpers wherever I saw one of the night riding trucks load up and leave.
8: Howdy! Well, howdy! A little bit off your trail, ain't you, car poke? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Ah, uh, just riding around, wishing some of this land was mine
8: <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all wishing the same thing i just going to have a donut and a little coffee Want to come? Yeah,
3: if your friends on the truck didn't drink it all uh, so
8: Them fellas, they're always in too much of a hurry mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tie a horse to the derrick there, he'll be all right Thanks There you are
3: Thanks Yeah, they a funny hour for making oil pickups What makes them haul so late? I don't know. They always take a full load.
8: Uh huh. Uh, hundred barrels a clip—that's a full tank truck.
3: Field storage tanks hold a thousand barrels each, don't they? Uh huh. Uh, one donut? No thanks. Checked with a few more pumpers, then rode out to the barn where Clark and I were bunking. I woke him up. Oh, boy, oh. Oh, Chase, what time is it? Almost six. What'd you find out?
8: Oh, I'm stretched here. Yeah, <laughs> well, got another flock of names you can send on to the captain. Here you are.
3: Hmm. Yeah, you got just about every small time hood staked out. Everything but the head man. Chase. Now, I'm not so sure there is a head man. There's got to be. All the racketeers stick to their own game in their own part of town. They're all protected by the same muscle men. Yeah? So? So they belong to an organization. Otherwise, they'd be fighting among themselves, trying to move in on each other. Yeah. Didn't think of that. And dipping a finger in the oil business here, too. I'd swear to it. And that's big. We find the man on top of that, we'll have the kingpin of the entire operation. Well, I'll keep looking around, Chase. no. No, let the town go for a while. From now on, we'll concentrate on the wells. When we get the man responsible for killing Powell, the whole thing will tumble like a house of cards. We staked ourselves out at Powell's wells. For two days, we kept check around the clock on every load of oil that was hauled away, watching from a distance. It was a dead-end watch.
8: And yeah, checks out, Jace. Four wells,
7: three hundred barrels each per day, twelve hundred barrel total. And that's what they've hauled away.
3: Yeah, but since we've been here, nothing's been hauled from Powell's wells at night. Yeah, gonna keep watching them? Just for the night so we can measure the flow from the wells. You can keep the pumper busy for a while at 9 o'clock while I run a tape gauge into the storage tanks. You'll have to check them again later. Yeah, I'll wander up and keep the pumper busy around 3 a.m. Then you can make the second check. We compare our figures and we'll know if those wells are really choked for 300 barrels each or if they're pumping more in the legal quota. Okay, Jase. Let's hope it works. We made the check. But we didn't have to do much figuring. The wells were on the nose. 300 barrels a day each, not a drop more. Well, that's it, Chase. And the refinery reports show that it's all going through. There's no hard oil to be accounted for. Well, it was a thought. Let's get the horses and turn in. Yeah.
8: Guess Paul just happened to brush somebody the wrong way. Yeah. At oil angle would have helped plenty. Too bad. Hey, wait a minute, huh? It's a car coming. Hey, yeah. He's turning up the road toward that rigging over there.
3: Rigging isn't lit. Nobody's working there. It was a dry hole. Get low. Yeah. His lights will sweep this way when he
7: turns. Hey, stopped at the dry hole, all right? Yeah. And look, Powell's pumpers walking across the field to meet him. Yeah, they're going up to the knowledge house on the rig. It's a funny place to be holding a
3: meeting at this time of night. It's a cinch they don't want to be seen. That pumper knows more than he told us. Come
0: on. What's the plan, Jase?
3: Maybe we can slip under the platform in the rigging without them seeing us. If we can get under the knowledge house, we may learn a few things through the floorboards. We crept through the muddy channel that drained into the slush pit and got under the knowledge house. We were hidden, but we could hear them.
7: The will start making pickups again tomorrow night. Here? Why not? Unless you think you're going to object. I can't do it. You know Powell changed the chokes before... Before the... Before his accident? Yeah. All
6: right, sir. How can I give you any order? Well, sir, only pumping regular quotas. Have the chokes changed again, so they pump a little extra. I can't. Not without Miss Powell's okay. I'm working for her now. Maybe you didn't hear me. I said change of choke. Oh, I'm afraid, Stutz.
8: Must be Stutz Tracy, Jason.
6: Yeah.
0: Well, don't look at me like that, Studs.
6: You know I'm on a spot. Listen, you, we've got the operators in this field lined up. We don't intend to have any trouble with a wise guy. No, 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 wait a minute, Stutz. wait a
7: minute. What, what, what would you have to hit me for? It? Just to make you think. That's only a sample. Maybe you'd like what Paul got oh, Don't
6: talk like that, Stutz I'll do what you say, just, just tell me what you want me to do
7: I've already told you
6: The trucks will roll tomorrow night yeah. Don't disappoint me. Don't forget Yeah tomorrow...
0: He
8: knows what happened to Paul, Jason Let's grab him No, stay down He's not the head man
3: But I wonder why we haven't been seeing him around Wish I could have gotten a look at his face his voice sounded familiar. Yeah, you've seen mug of him in the photos we have. He,
8: a fellow with the broken nose. That's right. Have you seen him around? Yeah, I think I have. Shh. Pumper's leaving.
3: All right, how about it? You seen Stutz? Yeah, only this afternoon at the hotel. He was
8: talking to Frankie Gennaro.
3: Well, that's the first time either of us has seen him since we've been here.
8: I heard him talking to Gennaro. He said he'd been up to Big D. In Dallas? What was he up there for? Well, that wasn't mentioned. They didn't talk much. All I know is that Stutz just got back. He'd been gone two weeks. Ah, come on.
3: We can get out of here now. Gone two weeks, huh? In other words, since Powell got killed. Yeah, what do you make out of that, Jason? Maybe he doesn't know just something about Powell's murder. I got a hunch he was in on it. Powell clipped one of his attackers with that pipe wrench, remember? Must have left a mark. And if Stutz had that mark, he wouldn't hang
8: around and give people a chance to notice it. Is that it?
3: Two weeks is just to be about long enough for a scar to heal over. We've got to get a sample of Stutz's hair to match with the hair samples Lab got off that
8: wrench. Well, how do we get that?
3: we can get our hands on a comb or brush. Anything he's used on his head. But first, we've got to find him. Well,
8: he may have headed back to the
3: hotel. That's a favorite hangout. Yeah, we'll try it. But on the way into town... I want to call the captain. Yeah. Come on, Charcoal. Come on, boy. What are you going to call the captain for? Find out who owns the trucks hauling the oil and what refinery they're going to. See if we can hook the ownership up with any of the people we've been watching here. Why? Well, because records have been falsified to cover that hot oil. We find out who's changing them, and we'll know who Stutz is working for and who killed Powell. Jay's hot oil won't prove murder. No, but once we link Stutz as an accomplice in the murder, I got a feeling he'll squeal like a pig caught under a gate. Captain Stinson. He arranged to have the trucks followed in the ownership check. Then Clark and I headed for the hotel where business was going on as usual. There he is, Jace, at the counter. They're using it as a bar. And, uh, Herb Enfield and Frankie Janelle. There's a the trio the warden at Huntsville would love to have. Well, maybe you'll get him later on. Well, what do we do? Just wait around until Stutz combs his hair? No. Look, on the stool beside him. Huh? Oh, his hat. Is it his? That's uh, the one he was wearing when I saw him this afternoon. Good. There'll be enough hair strands in it or little clippings in the band to tell us what we want to know. Chase, how do we get it? Uh, call for a drink and crowd him. You just grab it and fade. You want me to take it back to the barn? No. no there's a small airfield near the next town. Get it over there and call the Austin lab and have it picked up. They can report to Captain Stinson. When I call him in the morning, he should have enough for us to start
5: dropping the net. That's the first portion of Tales of the Texas Rangers with Cleanup, starring Joel McRae from 1950. We'll get back to that after these words. Are you a fan of classic radio? Shows like Abbott and Costello. What's
8: the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time.
5: Gunsmoke. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Inner Sanctum. This is your host to
0: welcome you in through the
5: squeaking door. Fibber McGee and Molly.
9: What day is this?
5: Oh no, let me see. and receive your 10 free classic radio shows today. That's Hollywood360radio.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, let's get back now to Tales of the Texas Rangers. I've got the lab report,
3: Jace. Stutz Tracy is the man, Paul. hit with that, Rich, all right? Good. You get a line on the trucking company in the refinery?
2: Yes, you like it trucking company is owned under an alias by Herb Enfield and his wife. Good. And the refinery is owned by a woman. We checked on her, Jace. She's Frankie Janeiro's girlfriend.
3: Well, that does it. When are you coming in?
2: The whole company's standing by right now, ready to
3: roll. Well, then come ahead and throw up roadblocks on the way. An awful lot of people are going to want to leave here in a hurry. <laughs> home the town base. got a section for Clark and me? Take your choice. You know who I am. Good. Go ahead.
2: The rest of the men have their assignments. Names you supplied. Listen, you people. All of you. Now, most of you are decent folks.
6: Go home and stay home. The streets may not be safe for the next couple of hours. But by tonight, you'll have your town back. We use the hotel
2: for a jail. All right, let's go. You men in there, you're surrounded. Come out with your hands up. All right, come on, get moving.
8: All right, all of you, up against the wall. And don't anybody reach for a gun. Anybody else want to
6: try that? All right, Stutz, on your feet. Uh, what do you cow folks want? We're not cow folks. We're Texas Rangers. Rangers? But Get up.
3: Get up. You're coming over to the hotel lobby. We'll tell you all about it. That's quite a hole, Jace. Yeah. I can't locate Herb Enfield and Frankie Gennaro. Clark's holding Stutz Tracy in that side room, though. He might know where the others are. You got the photos of the hair samples lab matched? Yeah, here. Good. I'll show these to Stutz. They should convince him. He say anything yet, Clark? Jace, not a buzz. I'm not going to say anything either. Stutz, I got something to show you. Ever seen anything like this before? Take a look at this photograph. What is it? Just a couple of hairs. One on the left came from your hat. We borrowed it last night. Uh, What's the idea? The hair on the right is just like it. Exactly like it. That came from a bloody wrench we found beside the body of Joe Powell. Powell hit you with that wrench, Stutz, and then you killed him. I I was never even near him. That hair and the scar on your head proves you were. but... But I didn't kill him. You were there. You know who did. I was knocked out. I didn't see who... Was Come on, Stutz. Who was with you? Herb Her Benfield and... Fra- and Frankie Gennaro. Yeah. Oh, he'll kill me. He's gonna kill me. Gennaro's the boss, then. Yeah. He's got a hideout someplace.
7: Where is it? No, he'll kill me. I but said, he- where is it? <laughs> you You got to protect me. Huh? There's, there's a cabin past the Red Cedar's other side of the oil field. That's where he's been living. you will have a clear view of the road up there,
3: Jase. We won't use the road. Oh. We'll ride right up from behind. Is Enfield there, too? Yeah. Yeah, they're always together. Jase, they may not even know we moved in on the town. They'll know soon. Yeah, there's a cabin, Jase. Pretty fancy. It ought to be. They've milked plenty out of this town. Yeah. cow's running dry for him now, though. Hey, somebody around the side of the cabin there in a the hammock. That's Gennaro. in a nice silk robe. He's in for a change of wardrobe he isn't gonna like. He's getting up, Chase. He sees us.
8: You looking for something?
3: Yeah. You're wanted in town.
8: That's Tracy send you for me?
3: Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Enfield, too. Anything wrong in town? I don't think so. You see anything wrong, Clark?
8: No. No, I thought everything was fine. Hey, huh Yeah, Frankie? Just wants us in town. Sent these fellows out to tell us. Oh?
6: Huh? Uh, I... I've seen you two around before, haven't I? Hey, what's that on your shirt, cowpoke?
3: Oh, that's just a Texas Ranger badge. Come on, both of you. You're going into
8: You dirty... You uh, fellas mind telling me what you think you've got on me? Well, let's start with the killing of Joe Powell. <laughs> oh, I can prove I was someplace else when Powell was killed. Urban Stutz and I were playing cards with three other men all night long.
3: Not this time, Janelle. What do you mean? We've already proven where Stutz was, and he's made a full confession. There'll be no alibis this time. Don't no move, Gennaro. Look
8: out for oh, no, 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 no more, no more.
3: More. We don't want to fight. Shouldn't fool around with a gun, Herb. A knife in the back is your specialty. Oh, my God. Uh, well, uh, glad to see you know that I didn't kill Powell. Sure, Gennaro. You're the boy with the brains. You don't do the work. You order it. It's something you can't prove. No? You don't think Herb is going to take all the blame, do you? You're not going to set me up, Gennaro. Stop! I want a lawyer. I can understand that. I never saw a fellow who needed one more. All right, get moving. Take it.
7: Frankie Gennaro and Herb Enfield were sentenced to life terms at Huntsville. Stutz Tracy was given 50 years, and lesser offenders in the Kilman cleanup were given sentences of from one to five years. Those who were released without being charged left the town of Kilman quickly and quietly. The cleanup was complete.
6: A week from Sunday, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Joel McRae is currently seen starring in the MGM production Stars in My Crown. Tonight's cast included Tony Barrett, Lou Krugman, Paul Freeze, Tom McKee, Herb Ellis, and Byron Kane. This story was transcribed and adapted by Joel Murcott, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach.
5: And that's Tales of the Texas Rangers from September 30th, 1950, with cleanup starring Joel McRae. Also in the cast, Tony Barrett, Lou Krugman, Paul Freeze, Herb Ellis, and Byron Kane, sustained over NBC. That was produced by our good pal Stacy Keach's dad, Lisa Stacy Keach, Sr. And the next show we're going to hear is a comedy. Now, did you know that Father Knows Best, the great television series started on radio? That's what I've heard. You've heard that? You are the producer. Of all well, knowledge. I'm going to prove it to you because I'm going to play a radio episode of Father Knows Best. Robert Young was in this cast. Of course, he played Jim Anderson, insurance uh, broker. And this is called The Family Car is Stolen. Let's go back to September 14th, 1950 for part one of Father Knows Best.
1: Mother, is Maxwell House the best coffee in the whole world? Well, your father says so,
10: and your father knows best.
4: Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons, brought to you by America's favorite coffee, Maxwell House, the coffee that's always good to the last drop. This, unfortunately, is the time of year when most young people become arsonists at heart. As they sleep, the gentlest smiles creep softly across their gay young faces, smiles caused by a joyous vision, a glorious dream of the schoolhouse burning down. Yes, this is the time of year when the young ones return to their scholastic grind, and in Springfield, in the white frame house on Maple Street, the morning is a hectic one indeed, like
0: this. Jim! Who's in there?
10: Jim, your coffee's
1: ready. Do you want it now?
0: I want to get into the bathroom. I have to shave. Betty?
1: I'm in here, Father.
0: Well, who's in the bathroom?
1: I think it's Bud.
0: Bud.
9: Bud! Did you want something, Dad?
0: What are you doing in there?
9: I'm taking a shower.
0: Well, why did you lock the door?
9: I don't have any clothes on. (laughs) Bud. Yes, Dad? Hurry up. Okay, Dad. I'll be right out. I dream of a genie with
0: a light He doesn't have any clothes on. <laughs> of course everybody else takes a shower in a raccoon coat. I don't know what's gotten into that boy. Acts more like his mother's side of the family every day.
10: Jim, what was all that banging up there?
0: Oh, the same old thing. Honey, isn't there anything we can do about a schedule for the bathroom It gets worse every morning?
10: I know, dear, but after all, this is a special morning. It's the first day of school, and the children are all anxious to look their best.
0: But I have to be in Plainfield at 9 o'clock. It's a very important deal. I told everybody last night.
10: Of course, dear, I know just how you feel. And you'll feel a lot better after you've had your coffee. Mm.
0: I'll
10: have it ready in just a minute.
0: You said it was ready.
10: It was ready, but when you didn't come down... Look, I'd...
0: I'd better go back upstairs and stand in line.
10: Jim, it will only take me a second to pour you another cup of coffee
0: Well, okay And anybody who thinks he can live in a house with one bathroom and three kids Dad. Ought to have his head examined What is it, bud?
9: I'm out
0: Well, it's about time Don't let anybody else in till I get up there
10: Okay Jim, where are you going? I'm going to shave But I've poured your
0: coffee Sorry, honey, you'll just have to pour it back The bathroom's clear I may not have a chance like this for another hundred years <laughs> Hold the fork, bud I'm on my way
1: Bud says I can't go into the bathroom. That's
0: right. Thank you, Bud. Okay, then.
1: But I have to take a shower and I have to go to school. And how can I take a shower if nobody will let me get into the bathroom?
0: Kathy, Daddy has to go to Plainfield. That's 28 miles away. And he has to be there at 9 o'clock. Why? <laughs> because I want to sell Mr. Butler some insurance. So we can get some money. So we can eat. Is that clear?
1: I don't know. I just want to take a shower.
0: Kathy, I have to shave, and I can't shave while you're taking a shower. Why? Because you get the mirror all steamed up. Because I want to get the playing field wearing both ears. And don't say why. Why? (laughs) Why don't you go do your homework or something?
1: Oh, I don't have any homework. School hasn't even started
9: yet.
0: Well, make some up. Bud! What happened to my shaving cream?
9: You want me, Dad?
0: No, I want my shaving cream. Where is it?
9: Maybe there isn't any.
0: I could have figured that out for myself, except that I just bought a whole tube of it. Margaret?
9: What
10: shaving cream, dear?
0: The shaving cream I bought last night. You
10: didn't buy any shaving cream last night.
0: I most certainly did. Didn't I?
10: No, dear, you didn't.
0: Well... I should have (laughs) Bud Yes, Dad? Are you dressed?
9: I'm tying my shoes
0: Well, run down to the drugstore And get me some shaving cream Like a good fellow, will you?
9: You bet soon as I finish my breakfast
0: (laughs) Get it for me now You can have your breakfast later
9: Holy cow, Dad I haven't eaten since last night
0: Well, another five minutes Won't make any difference Use the car and hurry back, please Okay What in the... Who's in there? Kathy, come out of that bathroom this instant.
1: I'm not in the bathroom, Daddy.
0: Well, who is?
1: I don't know.
0: Betty? Betty!
1: Did you want something, Father?
0: What are you doing in there?
1: I'm taking a shower.
0: Well, open the door.
1: Father! Father!
10: <laughs> Jim, you can't shave until Bud comes back anyway.
0: That's got nothing to do with it. I was in the bathroom first. She had no right to sneak in when my back was turned. Will you
10: please stop acting like an overgrown baby? You can have your coffee
0: while Betty's taking her shower. Oh, why do they have to open the schools today? 365 days in the year, and they have to pick a day when I have an appointment in Plainfield. Dad! There's no system in this town, that's what. They just run things to suit themselves.
9: Dad, the car isn't in the garage. It what? It isn't in the garage.
0: Oh, that's fine. That's just great. I'm not having enough trouble now somebody stole in the car.
10: Jim, let's not get all upset. Maybe you didn't put the car in the garage last
0: night. I didn't use the car last night. I came home with that Davis, remember? Betty had the car all afternoon. Betty!
1: Yes, father.
0: Where did you leave the car?
1: Just a minute. I'll be right
0: out. Bud, go downstairs and call the police.
10: No, Bud, wait. There must be a logical explanation to this whole thing.
0: Of course there's a logical explanation. Somebody stole the car.
1: Is anything wrong, Father?
0: Oh, no. Everything's just fine. Somebody stole the car, that's all.
1: They did?
0: Who? How do I know who? Where did you leave it?
1: In front of your office. That's what you told me to do, isn't it?
0: I told you to leave it in front of the office?
1: That's right. You said if I got through early to leave it in front of your office and come home on the bus, then you wouldn't have to use the bus during the rush hour.
0: But I came home with that Davis.
1: Well, I came home on the bus.
0: (laughs) Now, Betty, you're going to be a great comfort to me in my old age if I live that long.
1: Father, I just did what you told me to.
0: Why didn't you tell me you left the car downtown?
1: You didn't
9: ask me.
0: Ye gods. Seventeen years old, and she can't tell you anything unless you ask her.
9: I'll be right back. Bud, where are you going? It's okay, Dad. I'll use my bicycle. No, Bud, come back here, Bud. He's gone, dear.
0: I don't know. The only time that boy ever hurries is when you want him to stand still.
1: Well, dear, you told him to go to the drugstore.
0: I wanted him to go down for the car. How can I possibly get to Plainfield without a car?
1: You can use the bus.
0: Nobody asked you.
1: But you just said I was 17 years old and I... Never
0: mind what I just said. What's that?
10: What's what, dear?
0: That's a car. Is it in our driveway?
10: No, that's the Davises. I guess Ed's going to work.
0: Ed, that's it. Betty, hurry up and get dressed. What for? Never mind what for. Just get dressed.
1: Jumping creepers.
0: Ed. Say, Ed.
1: Hiya, Jim. What's up?
0: Ed, I want you to do me a favor, a big favor. Will you wait until Betty gets dressed and take her down to my office?
6: Sure, I guess so.
0: She'll only be a minute.
6: Okay, but tell her to make it snappy.
0: Thanks, Ed. You're a pal. Well, that'll take care of that. Betty?
10: What did Ed say, dear?
0: He's waiting for Betty, and he'll take her downtown, and she can bring the car back.
10: There, you see, there was no need to get upset about the whole thing in the first place.
0: Well, that's a matter of opinion. <laughs> Betty, what are you doing?
1: I'm getting dressed.
0: Okay, look, Ed Davis is waiting to take you downtown. Oh,
1: he does have to do that, Father. Janie Liggett's going to pick me up.
0: He's going to take you downtown so you can get our car and bring it back here.
1: But I can't, Father. I'll miss my ride to school.
0: I'll take you to school.
1: But Janie Liggett...
0: I don't care about Janie Liggett. This is more important.
1: Well, if it's so important, why don't you go downtown with Mr. Davis?
0: I'll tell you why. In the first place, I haven't shaved. In the second place, I haven't had my shower. And in the third place, I told you to go down in the first place. Now, hurry up and get dressed Oh, poo And don't take all day about it
1: Double
0: poo What was that?
1: I said, yes, Father
0: person gets you into a mess like this, the least they can do is get you out If she'd used her head, the car wouldn't have been left downtown in the first place First time in her whole life she ever got through with it early
10: Jim, why don't you come downstairs with me and have your breakfast? You can save a little time that.
0: Week. No, I've got to shave, and
10: you can't shave until Bud gets back with the shaving cream.
0: Well, uh, I can take a shower and brush my teeth, and oh no.
1: What is it, dear?
0: Who's in there? Who's in the bathroom?
1: Did you want something, Daddy? Uh...
4: is next to godliness, that's what they say. But there are times when it can be overdone. It's a cup of coffee later in the white frame house on Maple Street, and the Anderson's bathroom is still giving a pretty fair imitation of the Grand Central Station. Father, unshowered and unshorn, is low man on the totem pole and last
0: man into the bathroom, as usual, like this. They ought to pass an ordinance, that's what.
10: What was that, dear?
0: I said there ought to be a law. No house can be built without ten bathrooms. Oh, Jim. Well, look at the time. A quarter past eight and I haven't even started to shave.
10: It won't take long once Bud gets back. How about another cup of coffee?
0: Well, okay. There you are. Thank you. Even if Betty gets back with a car by 8.30, I won't be able to make it. Of course you will. Oh, it's 28 miles to Plainfield and my appointment's for nine o'clock.
10: Jim, I'm sure if you explain to Mr. Butler, he'll understand.
0: Oh, sure. I'm sorry I'm late, Mr. Butler, but one of my children left the car downtown. And the others wouldn't let me get into the bathroom. <laughs> he love that.
9: Hey, Dad.
0: Well, it's about time. We're in here,
9: bud. Boy, did I ever have a time. You know what happened? Never
0: mind what happened. Where's the shaving cream?
9: Right here. Gosh, it was awful. You know what happened? All I want is the shaving cream. What took you so long? Well, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You know what happened? <laughs> Mr. Crandall wasn't open yet, and I had to find a drugstore that stayed open all night. And then when I found it, I didn't have enough money for the large economy size. And then he couldn't find the small uneconomy size. And he tried to sell me that smelly kind that you don't like. But I said, oh, no. And he said... Bud. Hmm? Give it to me. What?
0: The shaving cream. Let me have it.
9: Oh. uh, uh, It was uh, 35 cents, Dad. I know how much it was. Hand it over. Well... My allowance is only a dollar and a quarter, and I spent 60 cents last night, and there's a whole week to go. But will you let go of the shaving cream? I know you don't mean to forget things like that, Dad, but last year when I laid out 15 cents for the pipe cleaners... I
0: paid you for the pipe cleaners. No, you didn't, Dad. As a matter of fact, I think I paid you twice.
9: Well, anyway, it was only 15 cents, but this is 35 cents. Bud, let go. That's practically half a dollar. I said let go. And I only get a dollar and a quarter. Bud, you're squashing it. So why don't you just give me the 35 cents? Because
0: I don't carry money in my pajamas, that's why. Now let go.
10: Bud, I'll give you the 35 cents.
9: You will? Yes. Oh. Well, here you are, Dad.
10: (laughs)
0: Thank you.
9: Thank you very much. Oh, that's okay,
0: Dad. I was glad to help. Yes, I can see that.
5: <laughs> and that's the first portion of Father Knows Best from 1950, with a family car stolen, starring Robert Young. Let's take a break. Then it's more on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages.
0: Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360.
5: Next time on Hollywood 360, it's the conclusion to Father Knows Best. Then, Edward Arnold stars as a president. I'm not going to tell you which one it is, because you have to guess on Mr. President. The whole gang will be back, so make sure you're with us.